But he's never been a mid carder. Yeah, he for, doesn't have any right. mid titles. He's always been WWE World Heavyweight, WWE Champion. That's it. And he's one of the few people still has. I mean, just for I'm not. I'm saying that's because Cody said it, but he has that aura that. Oh, for sure. Very he's got few that dog have. in him, bro. Absolutely, man. Very few people can go in the ring and do what Brock does. I think Cody called him a unicorn. Yeah, well, you know what a unicorn is. A really horny horse. <laughs> no, do you actually know what a unicorn is? No. All right, let me explain this to Derek. Any kids listening to this? Just skip to after the intro, okay? <laughs> a unicorn. I don't know where this comes from, but a unicorn is like when a couple that has an open relationship, like when they want a third. That's a unicorn. Damn. Yeah. Brock's a unicorn. <laughs> Cody's like me and my wife. Shout out Sable, bro. <laughs> No, no, Cody is like me and Brandy. We want to invite Cody, or uh, we want to invite Brock to our bed. <laughs> to get cucked, bro. Oh my god, no. Damn, he's like, imagine if Cody was into that. I don't know. Also, it's a weird dynamic because I mean, I'm sorry, but porn is very racial, you know. And Brandy is a black woman, so it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a <laughs> switch in roles. Yeah, you know, might get that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm going into deep. People are going to be like, this motherfucker watches too much porn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too deep. Not anymore. So you get married? You yeah. don't watch porn anymore? Damn. That sucks. <laughs> I don't want to get married. You got to cancel all your subscriptions. <laughs> Pornhub Premium, X Videos Plus, OnlyFans, Fansly. Horsedick.mpeg. Yeah. Horse sticks, lemon party, blue waffle. Oh. You got to subs- remove all your scri- subscriptions mm. to all those sites. Delicious. All right, let's start this show. Hey, episode 27 of Midwest Midcard. I am your co-host, Brennan. Sorry to headphone users. My name is 2009 Randy Orton. <laughs> you gotta take your head. She show was him. a menace. Show him the dude, bro. Uh, yeah. Killing the 2009 Randy Orton was a menace, bro, for <laughs> real. Check out Eric Carlos 97 Twitter. He posted it exactly like that. Like, th- yeah, I actually did. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, Randy Orton. Shout out to my boy. He's right here behind me. Shout out That's to like 2011, Randy, or maybe 2012. It's a nice one. It's when he first grew the. For the people that are listening. I got a Randy Orton figure. It's from when he first started growing the um, the thing in his face. The, the beard. beard. Yeah. yeah. Stubble. Yeah. He never had a true beard. He had a great mustache recently, though. Fantastic mustache. He looked like Chavo Guerrero. He, d- he did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what a, um, This actually was a crazy week and a crazy weekend for both of us. We had a hell of a weekend, bro. We had a first-hand experience of SummerSlam. My first WWE event. So that was crazy. Did you you talk to some people, right? Just while yeah. we were standing yep. in line. Yep. Um, you were talking to one dude. So let's do a little bit of what we did. So we got we left on Friday. We weren't trying to spend too much time over there, honestly. Um, next, I, when we if we if we were to plan a little bit better, I would have planned to go to a GCW show that was there. Jeff that Hardy was fun. there over the weekend. Right, he did like a, he did like an appearance. So what I would have planned to be there for that, uh, but I was reading reviews of the venue that they were at, and they were like, "Yeah, somebody died in this bathroom." Oh damn! Yeah, 
and that's not to, that's not nothing against <laughs> playing there. Yeah, that's crazy. That's just <laughs> wild, right? Some bad juju. Yeah, it is. I don't fuck with that. <laughs> so, I would have planned to go there, but we we got there on Friday. We did our live stream, which I think it went well, but we had some audio issues. So we figured it out. Um, by the time this comes out, I I I don't have the audio version of episode twenty six yet up, but it will be up at some point. Hopefully before this episode. It's just that I, I literally need to go through and fix everything. But the live stream repeat uh replay, sorry, it's on YouTube if you want to go, youtube.com yep. slash at Midwest Midgard. That's right. Uh so we did that on Friday and then we uh had the best pizza ever. Fucking fire ass pizza, bro. So shout out to Slice of Italy in Monroe, Michigan. Mm. You guys killed it. Ten out of ten. That was some good ass pizza. And you got you went to pick it up. So how was that experience? I mean, you went inside the little little ass building. Working in there, bro. Yeah, real life Italian, bro. He was like gabagool. He said bobbity boopity. He was like, I cook at the meatball. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, dude! Shout out to Italians. Yeah, bro. The they are uh, Italians are the Mexicans of Europeans. They got it going on. <laughs> that, actually, that piece not like honest to God. If you ever find yourself 40 minutes away from Detroit, Monroe, Michigan, small town, go to Slice of Italy. They got some fire pizza. I saw the pictures of it, and I was like, damn. But, like, and then I saw it in real life. And we were like, damn. Damn, yeah. Like, damn. Let me try to pull up a picture of this pizza. And then I'll put it on the... I got to have a picture of the pizza, man. You know I took a picture of the pizza. I have a picture of the pizza. Yeah? On my phone. Well, I'll pull it up here. I got my pictures connected. I still need to send you all the videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and then we will also be releasing a video of kind of our SummerSlam experience for anyone that wants to watch that. Um, it will be up on the channel, also youtube.com slash at Midwest Midcard. Oh, I found the pizza. Look at this. This will be in the video. I know, dude. It I looks incredible. I just want to go back. I know, and just eat that pizza. <laughs> I just want to go back just for that pizza. It was good. Where the w- the wings were kind of mid. Oh, I'll be honest. Yeah, the mid. I didn't eat any of the more of the wings. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the wings could have been better. But that pizza, though, they kill that. That's some gas. We're just gonna leave it up the whole show. <laughs> yeah, we don't need an ally. We can just keep talking about the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and then Saturday, what did we do? We went to the Superstore. Superstore? How was the Superstore? Bro, I loved it. Really? I wish they had more figures. Looks like a lot of people bought a lot of figures. Yeah. Um, for Nothing people for that you. are watching and listening, uh, you guys know I'm an avid figure collector. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10. Love that shit. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I got a little football helmet when I was in there mm-hmm. um, that has SummerSlam on it. It's like Detroit Lions style, which is pretty badass. Everybody knows I'm a Lions fan. Um got Logan a uh, cup shout out to what's this uh LDC handle? 38 I think I don't know what he is shout out to Logan Logan we got you a cup boy friend of the podcast and I got a uh SummerSlam shirt oh I'm wearing my SummerSlam shirt you are bro yeah bro shout out to the dude that set that down or you wouldn't even have one right you're now, right bro. shout out to that dude Literally. I couldn't f- we got there on Saturday that's another thing that would have planned to go I we should have gone on Friday uh but you live and you learn yep the Saturday, it was pretty fucking busy. 
Which was fine because we got in there eventually. Yeah, we I think we only waited in line like 20 minutes or so, so that's not bad, right? And once we got in there, the problem was that all the... Like, I wanted one of those I Was There shirts, and they didn't have extra large. And I was surprised they had... Like, they had a lot of 2XL, which, I mean, wrestling fans are 2XL and up <laughs> normally. Pretty, pretty average for a wrestling fan. So, uh, so of course, I, you know, I had... I couldn't find an extra large. I was I was kind of shocked, but I I get it. There was a lot of medium, a lot of large. Yep. And um, so I was looking and looking and looking, couldn't find anything. And I was I was about to give up. I was like, fuck it, you know, I don't really need a shirt. But then uh, yeah, some dude pulled pulled up. Literally right beside me and Emily, bro. We were sitting there looking for you a lo- an extra large shirt, and then this guy set one down, and we looked at me and Emily looked at each other like, that's got to be extra large. And I got this retro logo kind of. Looking. Does it say I was there on the back too? No, I just said Oh dang, dang. Mine okay. said I was there. It's okay. I I was there. You we we were. I mean, I was there. <laughs> Did you you you? No, you wore your John Cena shirt, didn't you? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know because we took a picture. Uh, let me pull up that. Um, let's see. I mean, we can we can go through some of these pictures, man, for the audio listeners. These are also. Oh, look at that, Pete. Second. Um, these are also. I don't really want to listen, look at any other picture, honestly. Oh, yeah. Other than the pizza. <laughs> on the pizza. Um, so this is also on our Bro, that's a 10 Instagram. out of 10 picture, bro. That, that's that, pretty cool. That's a solid pose. Yeah. And you can see Ford Field in the back. SummerSlam. Yep. It's, I don't... This is city... City planning is so funny. Why the fuck... Why is the stadium in the middle of the city? Yeah, I don't know. That why was a little strange to me, honestly. Why is any stadium in the middle of the city, truly? Like that's not an a pro- that's not a thing that's exclusive to um Ford Field. Like yeah. this is everywhere in America. And then now I have a picture of my view. I don't have a picture of your view, but you put that on your on our Twitter. I did. Um you had a better view of the entryway than I did. But it was solid, bro. I I'll again, you live and you learn. Yep. I I really like my seats though. And um I didn't break the bank with them, so I was very excited. And it was a decent view, and I had a screen in right in front of me. The lights that they shine right in front of your face, they weren't, you know, they didn't bother me too much. Yeah, Um. so I had a question for you. Did you watch all, did you just watch it straight in ring, or did you watch it on the screen? I tried really hard to look at the ring, and I, I did look at the ring for the most, for most of it. But, like, during the main event, whenever they were, like, in the back, I I couldn't see anything. Yeah, no facts. Yeah, yeah. And when they were in like ringside, I had to look at the screen. Yeah, yeah. So I tried my best to look at the ring, mm-hmm. but it ended up just being easier just to watch it from the screen most okay. of the time and just get the feel of the crowd and shit. Honestly, I don't really even mind that too much because you're still there watching the show. No, you're literally there. Yeah, exactly. And everyone there is with you too. So like you still get the same feeling. No, absolutely. Yeah. And the delay on the screen is like M- half a second. Yeah, if that, honestly. Yeah. If that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can kind of go through this now that we're... Oh, and uh, I forgot to mention, so Saturday we also went to Mom's Spaghetti. Mom's Spaghetti, bro. Uh, that was a bucket list item for you. So I, you didn't, I didn't vomit on my sweater, though. I'm <laughs> a little disappointed in that one. You checked off two things. You checked off... Uh, actually, I guess three things. WWE event, SummerSlam, and Mom's Spaghetti. Mom's Spaghetti, man. Yeah. Yep. So I bet that was pretty fun. Killing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> And the setup for Mount Spaghetti was so fucking weird. Honestly, it needs work. It needs something. The meatballs were really, really good. I do stand by the meatballs, but the spaghetti, 
which I get. You're keeping spaghetti in bulk constantly. It's hard to keep it like good. But the sauce was okay. It was a little like watered down and tasted like. Yeah. But overall, the experience is what I was basically going for. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, you got to go there. You can at least say you got to go there, and you got a sticker on your phone. Yep. Mom's spaghetti. That's right. So that's pretty cool. Um. Other than that, uh, we went to the show. We got there. We kind of split. You went to your seats. I went to mine. Your view, as you can tell, <laughs> it was what it was. I wasn't as high up as I thought I was going to be, actually, honestly. Well, like, I mean, I guess they WWE does a really good job setting up their ring and everything to yeah. like give you some like, everybody. optimal viewing yeah. experience. And like I said, you got the entryway, which I didn't. I got the entryway. So that was pretty cool. Um, let's uh, so let's kind of go over the show. They did that intro with uh, what the fuck is his name? What is that idiot's name? My name is oh, Kid Rock. Kid Rock. I didn't mind the intro, it was better than I expected. Predictions champion, reigning, defending predictions champion, right here, y'all. So you did retain. Let's go. You did retain the title, which made me sick to my stomach. Good. I hope you fucking vomited. <laughs> <laughs> what changed? I guess it was the main event. But I predicted Roman. No. You said Jay. I did say that. That's what That's what got you, man. What an idiot, dude. Why would I say that? Because you got me on Drew. Yeah. I said Gunther. Yep. Uh-huh. And then that's what tied it up. Yeah. Because we both chose LA Knight, and we were right about that, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, we were both wrong about the, the women's, women's triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> and then then Roman and Jay happened, and I That's did not bet against the tribal chief. I guess you never should. You never should. But, I mean. One of these days we're going to have to. No. Now, they've done a good job with the past few challenges where it makes you doubt a little, like, is that going to be the result? Absolutely. So I props props to Triple H, and I'll kind of touch on st- storytelling a little bit. Yeah, more. I got some few things I want to say about some of the so matches whenever we go through them. Let's so. let's just let's just kind of let's go just rip it this. through, bro. Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Pretty surreal to see Logan Paul wrestling. Really, really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, good match, I think. Fun. I think he plays a really good heel. Yeah. Um, he knows what to do. He gets the crowd worked. I mean, and honestly, he he's he can go. Oh, I mean, he absolutely can. He's better than I, I at this point. I think I would say he's better than we give him credit. We give him a lot of credit, and he's good. He's good, and you know, he, he he knows how to put together the shit. So I think a lot of people are in denial about him just because oh, he's a YouTuber. <laughs> like you guys don't see what he's doing in the ring. No, like you guys literally have to appreciate that shit. Like you go in there and do what Logan Paul has done in your first like four or five matches. So, so I'm gonna. It's steal, not gonna fucking happen. I'm gonna steal a line from. Um, SmackDown versus Raw. I, I think it's maybe either JBL or Michael Cole, but it's like, or maybe Jerry Lawler. I don't know. But it says, it's hard to argue with success, and blank is a success. Um, That's Logan Paul. He is a success. He is, man. So it's, yeah, it's hard to argue with he success. Has two SummerSlam victories. Did he, did he beat? Beat the Miz. Did he beat the Miz? Yep. I don't remember. I actually I legitimately don't remember. Yeah, we talked about it last time uh, on twenty five. <laughs> anytime that Miss Lucis, I just erase it from my memory. You have to. Yeah. There's so many of them. <laughs> He's the has the most losses in WWE history. No, dude, I was hyped that I got to see him again. It's been a minute since I've seen the Miss on that wrestling show. 
So I was happy. I'm happy he got his own entrance, though. Yeah, because he's the fucking A-lister. Yeah, Put man. some respect on his fucking name. Yeah, man. Put some respect on Mrs. Name. You know what? You guys are not putting enough respect on Mrs. Name. Mike Mizano. You know who didn't put respect on Mrs. Name? Chris Benoit. Now look, he's dead. Yeah. He didn't make it very far, huh? He did not. Yeah. You can't have... You can't. You can't have your chicken and eat it, too, I guess. Yeah. You can't have your... Wife and kid. And, <laughs> and kill him, too. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. I'm not cutting that out of the show. Right. Because I will forget to <laughs> do it. That's okay. Um, Logan Paul, Ricochet. Um, Ricochet... So, I think they tried... There were some spots that they tried that were a little rough. They did the uh, Spanish fly, and I think they wanted to land both on their feet. and They didn't. Yeah, one of them. But it's because the the size difference is very... Well, Logan Paul is way taller than Ricochet. Yeah, it's much man. taller than Ricochet. And Ricochet is also very nimble. Logan Paul is very agile, but it's one of those things where like you can see that Ricochet is a natural at like doing the shit. Absolutely. Yeah. And Logan Paul has to work really hard He's to do it. He's got to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So... And that's not to take away anything from Logan Paul. It's just that Ricochet is like an elite level athlete. Like he is on another level. As far as like athleticism in the ring, he is very unmatched. Absolutely. I don't know anyone that really comes close. I mean, maybe like Prime Rey Mysterio. Prime uh, Dolph. Dolph Ziggler is really athletic. Yeah, but Ricochet, is, he's just on another level. No, he's. A, I mean, he's head and shoulders above the rest in that regard for sure. Yeah, so... Um, it's hard. It's it was going to be hard for Logan Paul to keep up with Ricochet. Another move that they kind of you know, people thought it looked really good was that slingshot outside the ring. Yeah, the he landed it, but then it was just kind of like, hey, just fall real quick. Like, yeah, it was cool. I get the cool concept. Like it was, you know, it was it was going to be badass. So being in the show, it didn't look as good as the that was <laughs> that was the Velcro in my hat. Oh, that's <laughs> true. I heard it over here. I know. It's the mic's picking it up. Damn. So being in the show made it a lot um, less. It didn't look as good. But the response on Twitter was mostly pretty positive, honestly. Most people were like, wow, that like that was fucking insane. Because it was insane. Even when I watched it on video, I, didn't think, I thought it was Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he did a buckshot lariat to the outside of the ring. He landed on the ring. Which, never do that again. That's a good way to fucking tear your ACL again. God, bro, yeah, man. <laughs> Um, there was a really cool uh, neck breaker from top rope. That was dope. That looked sweet, bro. That looked like it hurt. And then Logan Paul did a frog splash from the um. He did he did it off of the apron onto that. Yeah, that was that look also looked. He got some height on that. that I wish cool. we would have seen Logan Paul's spot that he always does. Throw Ricochet onto the table. The and table, jump from the yeah, top rope, bro. That'd have been fucking amazing. I know, but. They were, that would have been too many table spots. They were maybe saving he, the table for the next match. Maybe he didn't want to fuck up his leg again. Yeah. But he did it at Mania, so. Yeah, true that. He needs to bring it back. I'm telling you, that shit is amazing. <laughs> he also had to get the fuck out of there, so. Yeah, he did. Maybe he was like, I don't want to get hurt before yeah. <laughs> I go I go support my brother. Black eye. Yeah, he was fucked up. Ricochet lost. Um, This is kind of a lose-lose for everyone. Uh, what is Rick? So, I don't Logan, think Logan Paul... Loses anything from losing to Ricochet, but at some point you're like, all right, we gotta get a win. You yeah, know, you exactly. can't just show up and just lose every single match. Literally, bro. So Ricochet was the fall guy. I don't think this made Ricochet look bad or Logan Paul look bad. No. Truly, no. Um, fun match. 
that's it. It just it was a fun opener. No, no, yeah, absolutely. Now the place and we we can touch on the placement of the matches once we get to Shayna and Ronda. But the next match was my favorite match of the night. My favorite match of the night too. Cody Rhodes beat Brock Lesnar. Um, first, maybe it was first half or maybe first the third first third of the match was essentially uh, working his way back up. Yep. The story they were telling was like, hey, Cody has fighting him and like he's never gonna stop fighting. Brock, instead of like wanting to beat him, he was, just wanted to embarrass him. He was like, "I'm gonna throw this motherfucker out, and if he ca- he can't get back up, like they're gonna count him." Yep. Do you think the ref was doing some pretty fast counts? Oh, bro! Everybody was like, "How fast do you count, ref?" <laughs> they were like, one, two, yeah, man, three, My yeah, God, that was wild. Come because on. even in this very same match, when they were both out, it took him so long to count. Yeah, just like now, I guess. Um, they did this spot enough times that the crowd didn't really get tired of it, but I could definitely feel it dragging at some point. Oh, absolutely! I was yeah. like, "All right, well, let's. What are we doing next?" You know, the, the guy next to me was kind of like, "All right, man, like, what the fuck?" Yeah, he complained about the Ricochet and Logan Paul match. The guy did. Yeah, the guy next to me, he was like, "We know that Logan Paul's gonna win, so who cares?" Whatever. Predictions champion, right there. <laughs> he knows. He knows. I got uh so yeah, Brock and Cody was really, really good, honestly. The only thing that I have beef with it about is the steel steps thing. Okay, so So I understand like throwing them into it. Mm-hmm. You know. Throw them into it, let them hit it, cool. Slam somebody on the table outside of the ring. Cool. You know what I mean? That's fine. But I think what weaponizes them is whenever you take them from their set of the ring and then hit somebody. I think that's kind of a bullshit thing though. I don't know. It makes why, sense. Okay, that makes make sense to you, but why the fuck? Why does it matter? Like, why does it matter if somebody throws them at you or if you throw them at it? Because at that point, it's part of the ring. Well, it's still environment. It doesn't stop being environment. It weaponizes them at that Whatever, point. Whatever, dude. Now... It's like saying, well... No, and okay. I, I definitely complain about it. Can you... So you got people sitting there in their steel chairs that are ringing the bell and shit. If somebody goes and gets one of those and hits them with it... That's a great point. Then it's a weapon. That's a fantastic point. Okay, you not okay. Now he he actually made a good point there. So I mean, I'll give you that. That's a good point. I just think some of the things that they did during the show was a little sloppy. Now I'll say this, which it wasn't my, it wasn't me that said it. It was this dude X three, which um he's actually from Detroit. He uh um he's this creator from um. He creates, he, he just does wrestling content, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. He was like, it doesn't really matter. Um, at the end of the day, the ref, whatever the ref says is what goes. Yeah. So the the ref can kind of like at freedom be like, okay, like we're going to let this one fly. So let's assume high stakes, a lot of tension. Let's just like, it's going to hit him with the steps, whatever. Kind of like a playoff game. Yeah. Like you let him get away with a little bit more aggressiveness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I like that explanation. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It was a, it was not <laughs> a no DQ match. But, and, uh, but I'll say this. It didn't really affect the rest of the match at all whatsoever. Absolutely not. If they could have, if they cut that out of it and he never threw the steps at him and he only threw him at the post, it, same impact. Yep. It doesn't change anything. That's fair. Yeah. And, um, 
the steps are so bastardized anyway. Yeah. Like, nobody thinks that they hurt as much as they do anymore. Or yeah. maybe, I don't know. They definitely sell them pretty heavily. They, I mean, yeah, I mean, remember how they used to sell getting hit with the title? Oh, yeah. If you get hit with the title, you were dead. Yeah, that was... You got a 20 count, bro. <laughs> automatic KO. Literally. Uh, Cody um, was embraced by Brock after the match. That guy took me by surprise. No, f- first of all, sorry <sighs> to interrupt you. Brock coming out, like, I've seen him before on Raw, at like a Raw show, but he was wearing a shirt. Seeing him in, like, fight mode, like, glossy, no shirt, just walking, like, that, I've never seen a person like that. And I wasn't even close to him. And I could see, like, how much it stood out. Bro, I was, you know where I was, yeah. dog. And, like, I was watching him run the ropes, like, before Cody was, like, getting in the ring. Yeah. And, like, truly, like, I was, like, holy shit. It's like, what is that? That dude is a fucking monster. He's so fast. Yeah. And he's so big and, like, bulky, bro. He's a specimen, that for sure. That dude is, he's a, that's why, like, seeing him in person really, like, makes you have to, like, honestly respect Brock. You, like, appreciate him even more. Because the dude is a fucking monster. He's an enigma, bro. He's a freak of nature, (laughs) for sure. Uh, I think I thought it was really cool that Brock, you know, shook hands with Cody and, you know, embraced him and everything. Like, um, I thought that was, like, you know, Brock's passing of the torch. Yeah. Um, You know, whenever Brock beat Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle passed the torch to Brock. Okay. And now Brock is passing passing the torch to Cody, which it is Cody's torch to hold. So for sure, um, this only solidified Cody. Um, I mean, there was no, there were no losers. And the cool thing about Brock is that he can b- come back, squash somebody, get right back to being a beast. Yep. And but like now, now Cody's got a lot of street cred. You know, oh, big time, bro. And I'll say this very important, you know, little little tidbit. Seth Rollins has beat Brock a few times, and so has Cody. So like. Now, I mean, they're pretty equals. Cody, of course, beat Seth three times in a row. Yeah. But, like, Seth has beat Brock at least a couple times. Pretty decisively, so. Yeah. You know. I Speaking of, since we're on this uh, American nightmare, I watched the... The documentary? I really liked it. It was great, right? It makes you really, like, put Cody into perspective. Like, dude has literally had such a come up. He really has to be where he is now. Makes you wonder. Did you sell your soul, Cody? <laughs> hmm? Did ya? I like the I mean Cody's like a great a liar. I do like the revisionist history and some of this stuff. He's a hell of an actor. I'll give him that. <laughs> where he's like everything that I did before is what turned me I couldn't be the American nightmare without all this. And it's like low key, it was just like a coincidence. Yeah, where he was like I wanted to come back after my dad died and be the American Nightmare. He's like, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah. And He's they like, were like, I knew what I needed to do. He was like, when I was in Japan, they just wanted to use a nickname and I just kind of went with it. But everything I did before is what yeah. led me to be the American Nightmare. Yeah, man. So that's some, I mean, that's some bullshit. It's good. And with Stardust, man. Looking back on it, I don't hate it as much as everyone else does. <sighs> it's rough. I don't know. It's I feel rough. like. Even if he hated it, he was just really committed to it. So I was just—he's like, very committed to any character that he does. Like yeah. the original Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. he was kind of corny. He was the CAW. CAW, yeah, he <laughs> really was. But he was Intercontinental Champion, man. Now, so um, I did like his run with the uh, mask. That was cool. 
That was really cool, actually. Um, it was cool that he was doing character work. And then he brought back the original IC title, which was... That was... If Cody has done anything, like, if he never came back, that was, like, a gift to wrestling already. <laughs> Just bring him back. That thing was amazing. The classic white strap title. It's a sexual thing, bro. Yeah. That, that title is incredible. Tell you what Cody's done best in his career, and this is what's accelerated him to the top. He dyed his hair blonde. <laughs> you think so? Oh, bro, him in the black is not the look, man. Yeah. Um. He also kind of explained that, like, I needed to be really different from my dad. But either way, and like this is not this is not take away from Cody, but he's constantly reminding us that <laughs> Dusty Rhodes is his dad. So oh, absolutely, yeah. But sure. everyone brings it up too, so yeah, man. It's, it's not really completely his fault. Um, <laughs> moving on from Cody and Brock, the um the yeah the Slim Jim um battle royal. So most people got jobber entrances, which was on the show. The show was like on break when they came back is when they did like mrs entrance okay. uh la night gotcha. and then aj styles yeah so we watched the entrances but the people at home did not and you didn't miss out on anything i can tell you that they just were kind of like butch chad gable austin theory austin theory, <laughs> austin theory got a job entrance man he's in, fu- in the fucking mud he's in he's not in the mud he's like in the inner layer of earth like where the like the lava is that's where that's Our where Austin he is. theory is like that dude so you got these two people that's banging hard right here oh and shit you got this guy that can't get hard and then he accidentally gets nutted on that's austin theory bro <laughs> what an analogy man hey man you're kind of right <laughs> <laughs> i am man he can't get no respect around here he can't bro everybody say it oh Hey, night. Yeah. Sorry. I love that at SummerSlam. That was the biggest thing that people were doing, bro. Yeah, everywhere you would walk, it was like, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Literally, if you were wearing an LA night shirt, you were in danger, dude. <laughs> bro, seriously, <laughs> you were going to get the yes. You were going to get assaulted with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he won the Battle Royal. I actually really liked the Battle Royal. It was really fun. It was, bro, it was big, 25 people. Bro. And I think that the placement of it is what killed the next match. There isn't much we can I say about the, so. the Battle Royal. Like, we all knew, we kind of had a feeling that LA Knight would win. And then they ran an, a, a Slim Jim commercial with yeah. uh, Bianca and LA Knight. LA Knight. Which was, it was really neat. Yeah, no, yeah. And Omos returned. Yeah, Omos returned. Uh, random as hell. He's also, I mean, he also is a fucking specimen. Bro, that dude, I was looking down and yeah. I was like, That's a big motherfucker. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. <is just. laughs> Um, LA Knight won. He beat Sheamus last. Um, I thought Miss would get a, a little bit more of a. I mean, he was at, like the third to last. He was so in there pretty that's long. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Love my boy Miss. Shout out to Miss Mike Michael Mizanin. Michael Mizanin. He also did a commercial with uh, Mike's Heart Lemonade. He did. Yeah, that was a pretty cool commercial. That w- and he's like, I am Mike. I am yeah. the only Mike yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shush. Um. So. Now, the placement of the Battle Royal killed the next match. I don't think it did. I just think it was a terrible match anyways. Man. No, no, no. But I don't... I, you know what? Yes, the match was god-awful. I don't know what they were trying to do, but giving it an MMA rules stipulation was just stupid. Just make it like a knockout of submission, and that's it. That way you can do your wrestling moves, and then you can do your 
MMA shit. Exactly. And then you can end the match on, on a knockout or submission, whatever. Or yeah. just make it like a last woman standing. Exactly. You say it's an MMA rule. So in an MMA, you are not allowed to get out of the ring. They do not pin. Right. It's either knockout, submission, or TKO. It needed to end it like that. And there's rounds. And there's rounds. It just was like, hey, go out there and wrestle, and we'll just tell people it's MMA rules. Like, who who booked this shit? <laughs> and here's the thing about the... Here's the thing that actually really takes me out about the whole thing is that Ronda's not a striker. She never was. If, I don't know if you ever watched her fights, mm-hmm. but her thing was doing the fucking grappling. Exactly. You know, the, the fucking throwing people around. Yep. Why the fuck are they having Ronda punch people? She's never been somebody that punches people. She injured the hell out of Shayna. So why the fuck, like truly, why the fuck... We haven't run that throwing punches. Yeah, man. They look like shit. Should have just threw it back to the Lions Den, dog. I know. Lions got him a cage. And you're in the fourth field. And they both were in MMA. Let them actually punch each other. Yeah, just let them have a fight. Seriously. No, seriously, bro. <laughs> it was just bullshit. Ronda needs Shayna right in the eye. Give her a black ass eye. Yeah, that was nuts. They, I mean, they they definitely got a few hits in. I mean, I'll give them that. They did. But that match was hard to watch live. I was looking at the screen for most. I don't of know it. if you heard people in the crowd. This oh, they were like, is boring. That didn't come through on TV. It was very boring. Yeah, this like I think that this is boring. Chance were very brief, and that's how boring it was. That we didn't even have the energy to serious. <laughs> no, I swear. But man. also like the fact that Logan Paul versus Ricochet was a hot opener. Cody versus Brock was exciting, and LA Knight was also exciting. The talk of the whole entire of Detroit. Literally. I think that killed any momentum going into this match because we were all like dead. Yeah. And I think that kind of killed the next match too. Gunther versus Drew. It could have been but more exciting, man. It really could have. This match should have been so much better. And I don't know if it's because Drew and Gunther just don't work together well, but the match to me just wasn't as good as... Gunther's had some fucking bangers. And this was not it. Nope. But uh, it did. The ending was... It was pretty brutal. Gunther hit like three finishers. He hit the frog splash, he hit the clothesline, and he hit the power bomb yep. to, like, get rid of Drew. So, like, yeah. he hit everyone. Like, he had the three finishers. You know, he was ready to hit him. He just fucking spammed the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, so, did. I'll give him props for that. I don't have much to say about this match, though. No. Not really uh, no. Drew hit a really, like, really cool um, Claymore out of nowhere, of course. Drew did a, a dive out of the ring, bro. He did. That was That's kind of nuts, too. Landed on his feet. That's Makes another six, six, testament, two, dude. Yeah, man. You see him flying, you're like, what the fuck is that? Seriously. Why? He shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I definitely think momentum killed that one. And it kind of carried over to the next match. Um, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor was also a good match. Not my favorite match of the night. But it definitely took a while for it. At least to me. You can tell me how you felt. But to me, it f- took a while to get going. It did. Uh, but once it got going at the end, like the end like we were all fucking high there were so many false pins bro. i like, thought that i thought finn was gonna win and so it was like that was three that was three bro i literally in my loins thought finn was picking this up i yeah. true i like i could have bet money on it i yeah he, 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 what was happening what a and but the finish was cool uh it's his time so priest was helping him he was like what like what are you doing like what is this and because he took so long um, once he kind of like turned around to like do whatever, Seth caught him with the um. He, he hit him with something, right? He ended up just giving him a curse stomp on the briefcase, and Priest was just sitting there like, 
bruh. Yeah, there's a his meme going around. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. <laughs> so he actually let me let me show you this. He actually made that his. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was his picture on Twitter. No way. Yeah. <laughs> he probably still has it as that. <laughs> yeah, it is. He literally <laughs> does, bro. <laughs> it still is that. That's so funny. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. That's also like a picture of like a TV. <laughs> it's not even like the actual screenshot. Oh, look at this new payback poster, though. Sorry to get all ADHD okay. on you guys. That's pretty fucking cool. For the audio listeners, um, is a monster. The payback poster. He looks like a star, but he's missing something, man. He's he's missing one thing, bro. That's setting him from the rest, man. Really, I don't know really what. Is. So we got Rhea, we got Dom, we got um, Finn Balor, like at the front, and then we got Priest in the back with like a hood on, you know, and the whole Judgment Day for and the payback poster. So I I I dig it. I think it's cool. It takes about damn time for them to have a for them to have a poster. Bruh. <laughs> <'Cause> bruh. <laughs> yeah, so Priest was like I don't know. I think it wasn't intentional, but Finn Ballard's gonna think that's intentional. Yeah, for sure, so. man. And, and he did on Raw. Um weird. So we're gonna be spending. I'm looking at the time. We're already at 44 minutes. We're just w- w- cock- talking away about SummerSlam. But you know, we were there, so we have first-hand yeah, experience. Else. We don't cover a lot of RAW. That's fine. We don't uh, do majorly cover. So, so Bianca uh, Belair beat Charlotte and Asuka. This match I also really enjoyed. Um, three of the best women in the roster, and um, I wasn't thinking about it too much. Uh, oh well, okay. So there were a few cool spots. Um, there was one. So this had to be. I don't know what what point it was, but Charlotte had Bianca in the figure eight, and then she like spit the mist on that was at the very end. Okay, that was like right at the end. And right, then the one before Charlotte had Oscar in a figure eight, and then back or after Bianca was injured. Yeah. She got up on the ropes and landed on her knees again. I was like, <laughs> she did a 450 on. She did a 450, which is already crazy, but she did a 450 and then landed on Charlotte while she was in the figure eight. That was stupid, Bro, but that could have hurt. Her. I know it. Would, it looked really fucking cool, but that was stupid. <laughs> I think they did a lot of work with the figure eight so, in this match. I mean, she did two things like that. Like, yeah, I get it. No, but I, I really, truly, really like the match. Uh, I had a lot of really good moments. Uh, like I said, Asuka's great. Asuka and Charlotte have never really, like, mesh very well with me. But Bianca and Asuka, I think, they've had a few oh, few yeah. decent encounters. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, yeah, so they worked in a, like, an injury angle on Bianca. I thought it was legit, honestly. I did, too. Uh, so, I mean, they got me. But then after she got up, and then she got... And the reason... Okay, now, I, I'm telling you that they got me because... I thought, well, she's legit hurt. She's going to come. And she came back and they did the angle and then she won. Once she won and she was hurt, I looked over to Taylor, my wife, and I was like, hey, EO is going to come out. She is cashing in. And she was like, what? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm getting ready. So I pulled my camera and I started recording. 
And guess what? It was like, I was like, oh my God. I know. Oh my God. I was hyped. I put a TikTok on our TikTok at Midwest Midcard. And you can hear me be like, ah! Yeah, bro. <laughs> yep. No, I love that she's the women's champion now, man. That's that's fucking awesome. She deserves it. That was pretty fucking cool. Uh, damage control came out. Uh, Bailey attacked uh, Charlotte, which was just chilling yeah. with the briefcase. And then they attacked Bianca, um, hit her with the briefcase on the leg. Yep. Then EO did her beautiful moonsault. Fucking um, oh, like the precision on it. She kills that shit. Yeah. And then she is your new women's champion. It's pretty dope, actually. Uh, I'm really I, happy we got to see a cash in. Now, what are the odds know, of seeing a cash in? There's what? There's like what? Sixty shows in the year. Yep. Um, where you could legitimately have a cash in. Yeah. Uh, actually, not sixty. Um, I'm thinking wrong. Smack like a hundred. There's a hundred shows plus whatever. There's two briefcases. So what are the odds of actually seeing? Literally. A cash in. And we saw one. Pretty slim. That was pretty badass. And we saw one. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man. Uh the the there were two um there were two kids in front of me and they were clearly Bianca fans and they were pretty upset. Really? <laughs> yeah, so shout out to them. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. Sorry kids. Uh Bianca's super popular though, so I, I think a lot of people were happy that EO won, but also upset that yeah, Bianca yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. And I feel it, man. She keeps getting robbed during SummerSlam. She got squashed by Becky. Two years ago. SummerSlam's not for her, bro. I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. And she kind of got overshadowed last year whenever Damage Control, you know, made their return slash yeah, debut. Yep, so true that. Bianca, just don't come to SummerSlam anymore. Yeah, don't come to SummerSlam anymore. It's like when the kid, the weird kid in school is like, don't come to school tomorrow. I'm gonna sh- <laughs> don't come to SummerSlam tomorrow, yeah, Bianca. Just don't come to SummerSlam. Eo actually told her. She's <laughs> like, hey, don't come to SummerSlam tomorrow. Don't come to Raw on Monday night, bro. Um, finally. Finally, the, the match most, that the put most me con- over. <laughs> the most controversial match of the night. I was sold on Jay winning. I'll tell you that. I read an article that said WWE never planned to put Jay over. I get that. But also, like, why are you telling me that? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you told me after, <laughs> but it it matters that I believed in in Jay winning. So I mean, that's that means something, right? It did. But uh, yeah, the thing that bothers me about this match is tribal combat. Tribal combat. Right. That a new means, stipulation. That means it's just them two. Nobody else. They did establish that the rules, the rules were that nobody could interfere. Was this a Vince fucking move, or he just was like, "Hey, Solo, go out there." I think it's a simple of. I think maybe I'm using my big brain. You know, you can say that I'm using my big brain, or that my I just have a smooth brain. However, if you think that I'm an idiot, or I'm really smart, but at the end of the day, Roman is a bad guy, so he is going <laughs> to break the rules. <laughs> he is. So I, I didn't really care about that. I. This is a Roman Reigns match. It's going to be overbooked. There's going to be interference. Yeah. It is what it is. It doesn't take away from the story to me. I think the match was still pretty fun for the most part. No, yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, and I love that Roman got put through a table. That was pretty badass. That was pretty fucking cool. And then the spear at the end was actually really cool too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely like uh, why it's like the the thing coming out of it is why? Why did Jimmy do it? 
Why did Jimmy turn on Jay? I know, man. The only thing that I can think of is, is like, Jimmy's tired of Jay getting all the credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah, Jimmy gets no respect. Jimmy doesn't get any respect. He left me while I was injured. And he could say that, hey, he, maybe he's responsible for it. And the seats have been planted before that there's, like, a little bit of jealousy between the brothers. When the storyline first started, there was a little bit of that where, like, Jimmy kind of fell in line. Or, I'm sorry, Jimmy didn't want to fall in line while Jay did fall in line. And, you know, that kind of caused a rift between them. So, it's not like, it's not a brand new thing. But since the last time we saw Jimmy, we saw him turning on Roman first. Yep. By the way. Yep. He kicked Roman first. He caused this whole thing. Essentially. And now he's just going to turn on Jay. And now he's just going to turn on Jay. Like, how weird. It's definitely weird storytelling. But again, now this is the the part where I tell you about what Triple H does. Triple H's booking is like, um, there's no hot shotting. It's very anti-Attitude Era. Attitude Era was like, let's do this, let's do this, let's, do this, let's just keep going. Let's do whatever. Who gives a shit? Let's book for today. Yeah. Triple H books always because he's like, hey, at the end of the day, we have a next show, you know, and we have a show uh, in two days. We have a show on Friday. We have yeah. a show on Monday. True that. So I kind of, and I'm not, ex- I'm not saying that like some of his booking decisions aren't like shit because there's a lot of like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like the roster is pretty deep. And Raw changed things a little bit, so a little bit of credit to him. But uh, yes, yeah, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, with some of like the decisions, why the fuck are the women's tag team championships just like whatever? And of course, now Asanya got injured, so those they're about to have a tag the women's tag team tournament for again. Those. And then those titles are cursed. The Liv men, got hurt. The men, bro. The men's tag team. So. KO is apparently, like, shoot hurt, so, like, he's out. If they run out Sammy, though, in Raw, then I don't know if they're just going to vacate the titles. And just and have a tournament for it, And it's kind of bullshit. Like, that, the, it's, it's such bullshit that they fought so hard for these titles, and then, like, they just lose them on an injury. Yep. But it, it would happen. Um, it's cool that the New Day returned. But yeah, the the tag team women's and tag and men's tag team needs a fucking shot in the arm, bro, big time, man. Something, and there's so many guys that you can utilize and make him into a tag team. If Johnny Gargano is not doing anything, put him in a tag team. Chad Gable and Otis, like they're due for something. Now Chad Gable's just a solo star, bro. right? Which I don't mind either, but they are a tag team. Right <laughs> utilize your fucking tag they, teams. People loved them, bro. And they just brought back. Well, I already said the new day. They brought back the new day, which is cool. But again, I mean, you just utilize the. I mean, I don't, I don't like the Vikings that much. But just utilize, utilize your teams, man. There's yeah, man. Seriously, make some new teams. Do something, man. Um, but this long-term booking is like very present in like the Judgment Day. Yeah. The Bloodline. Yeah. Cody and Brock. Imperium. Imperium. Like there's, it's very present there. But then like, there's like little bits areas where it's like. Just completely forgotten. Yep. Now, Shinsuke Nakamura has... People are not paying attention, but I am. He's been picking up some wins. So what happened on Raw, to me, is not like a new thing. He can pick up wins, but I just... He's just... But he's building some credibility. He's not it. How the fuck is he going to be... He's already been there. No, but how is he... How are you going to be a contender if you don't let him win? 
I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to see Cody and Seth for the title. I think it would be cool. But you gotta like everybody knows that Seth's gonna win though. Like it's good to see people that get in there that you think are legitimate contenders. Now the other thing now so Cody is one hundred percent legitimate contender. And so it's Finn and you can put Priester. You can honestly put Dominic Mysterio for the title. I mean I know seems like a lot. So you <laughs> so all those people are legit contenders. To me they are. Shinsuke is not a legitimate contender. I Okay, but again, you have to build somebody. And he has, like I said, he's picking up wins. Champa, he's bit Champa, he's bit Bronson Reed. He, of course, um, you know, he helped them win on this Monday. So I think there's something there. To me, there is something there with Shinsuke. So I'm going to continue to believe <laughs> in at least that booking decision. You know what I mean? I'm like, call Shinsuke. What? Shinsuke. Wow. That's pretty fucked up. It's pretty disrespectful, actually. <laughs> to Shinsuke. <laughs> um, so, <sighs> Triple H. Uh, now, I'll say this. Where do you go with the Judgment Day? Because they kind of have unfinished business with Seth. And then, like, Nakamura being inserted into, like, this whole story. Um, it is a little weird to kind of just move on and just be like, whatever. Yeah, um, I felt like at Raw, like they kind of hit a reset, right? Finn Balor didn't even really he act like he didn't even lose to Seth. Like that was never even a thing. He was upset at Damian though. He was kind of like staring him, staring him down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. Um, now I'll say this again because I like to say things. This I do like to build something rather than, hey, you're the champion. Well, you're gonna face this guy this month, and then next month. You're going to face a new guy. And the next month, you're going to face a new guy. Like, Shinsuke Nakamura could get us through, you know, uh, probably uh, until Survivor Series. I'm just saying. You just can't really, like, you want somebody that's going to be in there and just be exciting. Like, Well, we'll see. He can't speak on the mic. And Seth is, that's what Seth does. Now, we're, we're also jumping to conclusions. So it's a weird dynamic. No, I feel you, but we're also jumping to conclusions. This was the first week that they like teased something. might not even be anything to do right. with anything, yeah. But this was the first week that they teased anything. So maybe we don't know what's going to happen, so, you know. Same thing with J- Jimmy thing. Jimmy has to explain himself. So we'll see what he says. Apparently, uh this Friday he's going to sit down with the tribal chief. So, we'll see if he says some bullshit or if he makes a good point. Yeah, man. That's part of the Let's see what happens. We got to see what happens. We got to book for the next show. We got to stop booking for the moments and we got to start booking for the next show. Tell you what I am excited about. Chad Gable getting his shot at the IC title, bro. That was pretty fucking awesome, right? Bro, that dude's a fucking, I love that dude. He's a beast. Uh, He beat Champa, Ricochet, Riddle. Yep. What the fuck is going on with Riddle? Bro, Riddle's just out here just living his worst life. I don't know. Now, I wish, I don't know. He needs something. Because his wife and his kids don't want to talk to his bitch ass. <laughs> he is, he got this adult star pregnant. Um, Nothing against people that work in the adult entertainment industry, of course. I mean, you know, more power to them. I said this last week, actually, on the live stream. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's co- really causing him, like, issues. And it could all be bullshit. It could all be, like, 
you know, the dirt sheets just like saying shit about like, oh, they don't want to do anything with Riddle anymore. Yeah, literally. And maybe it turns out that next week he's the fucking, you know, number one contender for the. <laughs> we will see, bro. I they could do that again, Riddle yeah. and Seth. Oh yeah, mind why not? Yeah, yeah. Do you think Riddle is a contender? No. I Damn. Don't. I don't. All credibility going out the window. Yeah, man. What about Ricochet? No. What about the Miz? Miz, you can always put in there, bro. You can always insert him, and in. he's uh, starting a feud with uh, LA Knight. Now, LA Knight's on SmackDown, though. So, is anyone com- going to complain about the rules there? Or they're Damn, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Damn, bro. Nobody's got to complain about the rules now, huh? Damn, bro. Yeah. Hey, they, they, them two together, man, their little segment they did was freaking awesome, dude. They, they shot shots at each other. Uh, Miz was like, you know what I think? You're just an attitude era fanboy who's so playing cosplay and <laughs> who's doing cosplay in my ring. He went there. He uh said your flavor of the month. You he went there. Um Miz kinda cooked him. Miz cooked him. Yeah. LA yeah. Knight just has just like, yeah. Like that LA Knight is LA Knight, but Miz, bro. Miz is like so you got like, you know, you got John Cena. Yeah. And then honestly, you got Miz, bro. I think CM Punk is somewhere in there. But uh Miz is up there. MJF is there too. Yeah, Miz is up there for sure. There's like a few talkers that are like truly very good. And Miz is always one of them. It's easy for people to forget that he is really good on the mic. Um, He's also like a clown almost. In a way. No disrespect to Miz. He's one of my favorites literally like all time. He is a clown in that, like, he gets worked up really easily. <laughs> like, he doesn't like being disrespected. Yeah. And he knows his worth. Yep. So, like, whenever someone treats him less than, he's like, let me remind you, motherfucker. Not only am I, like, crazy in the mic. Also, I made it in a WrestleMania. I have a hot wife. And I have the IC title. And my balls are huge. <laughs> and everyone's going to come back and say, oh, that's all he's got going on. That's, that's all a he lot. needs going on, man. <laughs> that's he's a lot. A, he's a Grand Slam champion. Uh, twice. Twice. That's a lot going on, man. I mean, I'm sorry, but I if I had those, you know, accolades, I'd be talking about that shit all the time. I know too. I give Miz shit, but you, I mean, in reality, that's him just playing his character to the best that he yeah. can. I I truly do respect Miz, man. That dude has he's put his time in in the ring, and he's still doing it. This was La Knight's first true challenge. Yep, he has been just kind of, you know, spinning his wheels ever since the feud with uh, Bray. Yep. And um, this is the first time he's going to get, like, a program of some sort, if they actually are going to go this way. And it's it truly is a challenge for Miz, you know, to to get in there and, you know, go, you know, bar for bar with Miz. put LA Knight over. I because mean, uh, it's going to have to be – he's going to have to rely a lot less on the catchphrases, and he's going to have to start, you know, saying some shit. Absolutely. And that's not to say that I'm not going to like LA Knight, but Miz is kind of right about some things. There's a little bit of that of people that are like very few. I'm not saying this is like a popular thing. There are some people online that are like, oh, what is he going to do? This is every promo by LA Knight. You know, um, you know, whose game is it? LA Knight. Yeah. Like that's all he's got going on. All the catchphrases are all he's got no, going wow, on. Wow, bro. So you're absolutely right. Like, honestly, this is I mean, I don't want to say it because LA Knight's push is huge right now, but like. Going up against Miz is going to be such a challenge for LA Knight. Yeah, because what what do you shit because on him he for? He has to 
actually go in there and say things, and he's got to prove that he is who people think he is right now. Yeah, and Miss has absolutely nothing to prove. Nothing. No, he is, you know, he's him. I was like, this could be really, like, really, either really, really good for LA Knight or LA Knight's just going to fall off after this. I think this is going to make or break him for sure. And granted, Miss, you know, he's not fucking Okada in the ring. But, uh, you know, he can have some decent matches. So, we'll see what happens. He beat John Cena at WrestleMania, didn't he? He did beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Some shenanigans, but he did. Um, Yeah, so... Um, just to kind of wrap things up with the wrestling talk, um, where would you put a uh, SummerSlam? How would you rate it? I give it a seven out of ten. Okay, seven. seven and a half on a really good day. I'm gonna say a pretty light seven. What's gonna happen is I'm gonna I, I haven't watched it on TV yet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna watch it on TV. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna get the get the feel for it there, because being there and then watching it on TV. 10 out of 10, completely different. Yeah, there's uh, very different experiences for sure. So, because I'll be honest, so whenever I, I used to love the NBA, huge fan of the NBA, and I still really like it, but I went to an NBA show, like NBA show, I went to an NBA, NBA game, NBA game, a show they were performing, and I watched the Cavs yeah. versus the Nets, whenever the Nets had Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Yeah. After I went to that show, that game. Look at me. After I went to that game, I fell off. Really? I did. You were like, fuck this basketball I, shit. I, I, yep. I, I really, I, I watched it on TV during the finals, but other than that, I just don't really follow it anymore. Damn. That's fucked up. I love basketball. I love basketball. I'll watch any game anytime. I love basketball, but I really did. After I went to that live, that live game, I, I did fall off. I can't say that I didn't. I wonder what's so different. Commentary, man. You think so? Absolutely. It helps. Makes it. And you think the... Like Michael Cole, like Jim Ross, bro. Yeah. Them two, fucking awesome. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler, fucking amazing. Who's who's the commentators now? It's Corey, Michael Cole Corey Grave. Well, it's Graves and Cole. Um, Who else? They got Kevin Patrick and Wade Barrett and Cole. That's what we had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like Wade Barrett. I like Wade Barrett, yeah. I know your wife hates Wade Barrett. She fucking hates Wade Barrett. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to hear this but British yeah. fucker. So I'm not, like I said, it's a little different with wrestling because I am actually, like, passionate about wrestling. No, no, but, okay. Um, No, I was going to, what's different about basketball, though? I don't know. It's just a little quiet. It doesn't really seem exciting. Hmm. On TV, they make it sound exciting. Yeah, maybe. Because people are like, uh... Curry from downtown, like you know what I mean, like <laughs> LeBron James with the block. Oh my God! Like, They're like LeBron James, and then you know when you're there, it's just kind of like you don't hear any of that. You just hear like, yeah, you just <laughs> seriously, no, seriously. Um, so in wrestling, you know, the fans are actually like they love it, you know. Um, although I do want to say I'm gonna call WWE out right now. Oh man, we you heard it, I did, and I heard it. L A night, yeah. No. Fake crowd noises were being put in. I did hear some weird noises behind me, like piped in crowd noises. Piped in crowd noises, man. But I told you. I know. I was thinking that's what I was thinking. That every other sporting event is like, get hyped. Time to cheer. I know. Clap, clap, clap. But at least they say that. I guess. If they did that in wrestling, that would be super lame. 
What if they're like three, two, one, and they put whoa on the screen? I would fucking everybody say whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, before I actually went to a WWE live event, yeah, or like AEW, because those are my first like actual big events that I went to. Um, honestly, I thought that they they did that. Oh uh, no! Like boo him. <laughs> Cheer him. That's so funny. Hey, seriously, man. No, man. The crowd literally picks who they like and don't like. Yes, and wrestling makes if somebody's a good wrestler, they make it so that you can very easily identify who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. So fair. This isn't AEW. <laughs> Can't really tell who's good and bad over there anymore. Yeah. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, he's the bad guy, I guess. Yeah, he is. Gonna get his ass licked by Rob Van Dam. That's All right, bro. Let's wrap this shit up, bro. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Are you ready? All right. Who's that wrestler? I'm going to give my host here five wrestlers apiece. Three hints uh, per wrestler. Let's go. Let's do it. Wrestler number one, bro. Debuted in 1992. He's a four-time WCW champ, a six-time Intercontinental champ, and a Taylor Swift used to babysit his daughter. I know who this is. This is... J E double F J A double R E double T. I figured you already knew Jeff that fact, honestly. So I did know that. I know it resurfaced recently, but I already knew that. Don't piss me off. I know that from his like, I think this was TNA days. Yeah. So I think I learned this like, probably, I think it was his return. His WWE return, which was a few years ago. Yeah. You know, it's really wild to think that he's a four-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. I know. I remember him with that title. And just getting into WWF and just being a mid-carder. They fucking... It feels fucking insane. Vince hated that motherfucker. But he hated everybody that came from WCW, basically. But truly, Jeff Jarrett is like number one fucking hustler. Or, um, what is it? Or I don't fucking know Dude's what he still is. still going. He looks jacked as ever, bro. And he has managed to make himself a main eventer. And, like, somehow, I, you're not even a main eventer. He's managed to make himself a player in, like, every company he's gone through. Everyone, bro. I don't know how. Yep. Because he's, like, he's not a... He's great, but he's... I mean, he is great. I guess maybe because he is great. I was going to say he's not that good, but he's that good. He is that good, man. Yeah. So. He's out here, bro. Respect for Jeff Jarrett, man. One for one, dog. Wrestler number two debuted as an announcer in WCW in 1991. He was in the WCW, WWE, TNA, and AEW. He's a one-time WCW hardcore champ. Announcer? Yep. Hardcore champion? WCW hardcore right. champion. I'm, I've only seen like very few. Norman Smiley? He was a former hardcore champion. Yeah. Announcer, you said? Yep. The Macho Man, Randy Savage? Nope. Debuted as an announcer. And WCW? Yep. Huh? Yep. Eric Bischoff? Good job. <laughs> it's Eric Bischoff. Good job. Yep. Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Damn, yep. that, that, that almost got me. Eric Bischoff, man. Yep. Yep. One time WCW hardcore champ. Remember, he used to come out whenever he would wrestle in like his little like Gee. black belt stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Respect. <laughs> All right, bro. That's funny. Two for two, wrestling number three. Hey, UFC was big back then. It was. It bro. had just started, and people used to wear the geese. Yep. I think um, it was uh, Gracie, right? Um, him, he used to come out with the gi, and he would choke people out. With, if you were wearing a gi, like, be careful. And that's why they, 
the first few like U UFC events are fucking crazy. They're they do tournaments. Having In more nuts. having more than one fight a night is insane. Those poor people. You should have not like <laughs> your fucking brain damage, bro. man. Literally, bro. God. And how can you even have more than one fight? Like, not only do you have to be in crazy shape, but by the time you get to the third fight, you'll be like, I mean, I don't, I couldn't do it. Hell no. No recovery either. Hell no. You like going there with a concussion. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hi guys. <laughs> Damn, that's fucked up, bro. And they would, like I said. That's um, why times are changed to, to now, bro. There was a dude that wore one boxing glove. One box. Maybe that was in pride. Either way. Like, you could wear whatever. You could wear your gi if you were, like, you know, jujitsu or, like, karate or kung fu, I guess. Or if you were doing, like, valetudo, you you know, you would wear your, you know, the, the little loose shorts or, like, yep. the trunks. You could wear whatever the fuck yeah, you man. wanted. If you wanted to wear one boxing glove, that was allowed. Wild. MMA used to be fucking crazy. Wild times, bro. <laughs> Hell no. We need to go back to that. Oh, to just two dudes being the shit out of each other. <laughs> no weight classes or nothing. Wild. Wrestler number three debuted in WCW in 1991. He was in WCW, WWE, TNA, and AEW. He's a three-time WCW World Heavyweight Champ, one-time Euro European Champion in the WWF. What was the debut? 1991 in WCW. Huh. European champion? One-time European champion, three-time world WCW champ. Three-time WCW champion. Hmm. That's a weird combination of accolades. Um, I am going to say Diamond Dallas Page. Great job. Let's go. Good job, man. Hell yeah. That was a wild guess. That was a wild guess. Three for three, bro. I Good don't remember him shit. wearing the European title. Yeah, one time. It was one time, yeah. That's probably why. He was just a stalker in WWE. Yes, he was. He was like, I'm going gonna, I'm I'm gonna gonna to eat Undertaker's ass. Bestiality style, like Kurt Angle. Yeah, like <laughs> let's go. Shout out to Perk Angle. Perk Angle, dog. Bro, three for three, killing this shit. All right, wrestler number four, debuted in WCW. Got a lot of WCWs in here. <laughs> 1989. He was in the WCW. WCW. WWF. WWF. This is in order. This he's so he's been in multiple companies. So just remember this. Okay. I even have them named twice. WCW, WWF, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Then he was in ECW. Then he went back to WCW. Then he was in WWE, and then he was in TNA. Huh? Yep. Is this um, one more hint? Never won a major championship title in any company listed above, but he has a brother in the business. Okay, I know who this is. This is Goldust. No. Oh fuck. Oh, then it's Scott Steiner. Big Papa Pump. Let's yeah. go. Yep. Um, everything fit for Goldust. I just watched a clip from uh um I don't know what account it was, I'm sorry. But it was uh Muda and Tajiri. Like they're both spitting the mist at the same time. And then on the other side is fucking Hakushi and Goldust in a Japan match. Damn. It's so weird. Neat, bro. Yeah. Goldust needs some respect put on his name, bro. You when you said brother in the business, I was like, this is definitely Goldust. <laughs> <laughs> nope. He's got a brother in the business. Some will say that he is not a dream, but maybe a nightmare. <laughs> four for four, bro. I hope this one gets you because I don't want you to go five for five. Debuted in WWF in 1992. 
Yeah, great. Worked. Oh, he worked there until 1999. Okay. 1992 and 1999. Then he was in WCW. WCW. And then he worked in TNA from 2002 to 2014. Okay. One time, WCW World Heavyweight Champ. Huh. I almost had Kurt Angle. But he never went to WCW. 2014? Yep, it was in two, TNA till 2014. So it's not Big Daddy Cool. WCW, 2014. Who's in the main event mafia? Was Booker T there until 2014? No way. I don't think so. No way. He was there to like 09, I think. Not even. He returned to WWE like. I just don't remember him. I used to watch TNA. The bad, like Aces and Eight. Bad time of I remember I remember the August first warning when it was fucking Tito Ortiz. Oh my god. What man. a night, dude. What a night. Oh. They teased that so hard and I'm like there watching it and it's like, who's this bald motherfucker? Literally. Was, oh, that's Tito Ortiz. It's like where's the blonde hair? Yeah, bro. Like why is he bald? Random <laughs> as hell. Why are you bald? <laughs> <laughs> uh who is this? Yeah, it was debuting WWF in nineteen ninety two, worked there until nineteen ninety nine. Then he was in WCW. He in WCW. He went from WCW to TNA, and then he worked in TNA from 2002 to 2014. And he was a one-time world champion, world heavy. One time, WCW world champion. One time, WCW world champion. <sighs> is is this not Booker T? Nope. Oh, fuck. Not Booker T. Uh, and it's not Big Papa Pump. Nah, nope. Because you already said that. Yeah. That wasn't a guess. I'm just yeah, reassuring. I got you, dog. So, Scott Hall? Nope. Was Scott Hall ever a world champion in WCW? Uh, I have no idea. I don't think so. Don't believe so. Uno Why? Mas. Uno mas. Uh, <laughs> Is this Hulk Hogan? Eh, fuck. Yeah, Hulk Hogan debuted way earlier. And he went to Japan, too, so. Vince Russo. Vince Russo? That's some bullshit. <laughs> I guess he had a few matches. That's he was crazy. a one-time world heavyweight champion. Oh, I forgot about that. What a fucking... What, what a, a fucking bitch, dude. Why would he book himself to be the world champion? He's a bitch, bro. The only Vince that would do that. Wink, wink. <laughs> the only Vince that would book himself as a world champion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Facts, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Um... Vince booked himself to win the Royal Rumble song. And the ECW championship after he <laughs> bought him out, bro. If you want to call that a world championship. ECW? Yeah. That's definitely a world title. Is it? I'm an ECW hater, so. I love ECW. I know. Go back and watch the shit from like the 90s, bro. I'm telling you, it's fucking incredible. I would have loved to be in that crowd. I can only equate it to some like GCW crowds, truly. Oh, yeah, bro. I don't know if there's anything like... Nope. Anything like that old ECW. Some good shit. Yeah. Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome. Tanashi or whatever his name is, bro. Um, Mike Awesome was a beast. Mike Awesome was a beast. You got Sandman coming out, making himself bleed before he even got in the match, bro. Hitting people with kendo sticks left and fucking right. Tommy Dreamer. Sabu. Getting fucked up every match. We met Just Incredible, so I'm not really worried about that guy, bro. (laughs) That was just a bald guy with shorts. (laughs) That was just a bald guy with 
He just so happened to have jean shorts jean on shorts? and a tank top too, bro. Like, come on, dog. What if you had elbow pads? <laughs> and I'm telling you, bro. He's like, that's just incredible. That's just incredible. <laughs> that's so funny. Rob Van Dam. I could have been Horace Hogan. <laughs> See you guys on episode 28. <laughs> uh, if you are made it all the way here. Oh, Rob Van Dam's going to be on AEW. That's weird, right? What? Uh, Rob Van Dam. Yeah, it's re- we never spoke about that. I don't think we should talk about that for just a second. What the fuck, Rob Van Dam? I'll say this. You got bought out and you're about to job out to Jack Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. This is 10 years too late for Rob. I like Rob Van Dam. He's great. He's still in good shape. He looks wrong. He could still do a match. He looks wrong. There was a tweet that was like, he doesn't age. Uh, he, Bitch, looks he looks like 80. A, he looks like a 50 year old man. Because Let me he's post 50. my photo of me and Rob Van Dam. Hold the damn phone. Um, when did I go to that? And that's not to say that he looks like he's fucking coming out of the crypt. But, okay, let's not, like, we're acting like this motherfucker's, like, no, he looks like a, how old is Rob Van Dam? Like, look at this shit. For people at home, I'm showing Carlos a picture of Rob Van Dam that I took. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here, airdrop it to me. And I'll put it on the big screen. All right, coming. So I got, I got the WCW one. He looks a little bit better. Is it coming at me? Oh, there it is. Let's go. So, let's see this picture of him. So, you kind of caught him after the match, right? Yep. Mm, Where is it? Damn, I don't even know where it is. Maybe it's still sending. Can you see if it's sent? It did. Technical difficulties, folks. Did it sent? Sent. Well, they don't want to let me see it. They don't want you to see it. And anyway, maybe I'll put it in post. One, two. Is this on? Um, he looks like a 50-year-old man. What can I say? How old is Rob Van Dam? Let's figure this out. I uh, bet he's like 52, I think. 52? No way. Okay, well, he looks 50, so he looks two years older. <laughs> younger, sorry. Yeah, that or he's like 49. He's 52? He looks like a 52-year-old man. He's 52? He's in, I mean, he's still extremely flexible. I mean, he's he stays in good shape. But, he I mean, let's not act like... It's all that weed! Who's the only person that truly looks young? Frankie the Dragon Steamboat looks pretty fucking good. He was there on Collision last week. He looks great. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is an AEW too, bro. Mm-hmm. He was only there for a one-time That's thing. fan's favorite wrestler, bro. Ricky was awesome, dude. That's respect. I don't, I'm not going to disrespect Ricky like you, man. And I'm not going to allow you to disrespect Ricky. Hey, look, I fuck with me some Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Two Chains has a really good line about Ricky Steamboat. What does he say? Smoking on a boat, call me Ricky or something like that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Rocky, Rocky Two Chains. What the hell does he say? Ah, damn it! I don't know what song it is. Maybe I'll play it after the show. But he says, "Smoking on a boat, call me Ricky." Something like that. Gotta be seeing dragons. 
Smoking on a yacht. Call me Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> or something like that. Some crazy. <laughs> Ricky shit. Steamboat and I'm smoking on a yacht. <laughs> Two chains. Two True. Chains. True. What else does he say? Birthday. Ba- based on true story. He doesn't. He calls himself Titty Boy, but he doesn't have like an outlet for it. That used to be his rap name, actually, Titty, Titty Boy. Boy. Like yeah. in uh, it's a song. Uh, I mean, he calls himself Titty Boy. Yeah, yeah. Often. You know what's what verse I like from Two Chains, the Mercy one. Horsepower, horsepower. Got this pull on. I got horsepower. All I want for my birthday is a big booty out. Rain pouring. All um, my cars is foreign. All um, my bras is foreign. Hi, bro. Lamborghini Mercy. Anyway, Two Chains is pretty great. Two Chains here. Two Chains is a testament to LA Knight. Because Two Chains started his rap career like after 30. So if Two Chains can do that, true. Then so can anybody else. True. I mean, DDP? DDP true. starts. Batista. Batista, even, bro. Literally. Yeah, I mean, whatever. No, Batista's like 70. Yeah, he's like 69, I think. He is old. <laughs> yeah, he's like 100. Literally, yeah. He's got a foot on the grave. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So that's it. Uh, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, make sure you leave a like. Subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Leave a five-star review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on uh, any Really, almost any podcast platform. Just look for one, and we're probably there. Absolutely. Uh, I am at Eric Carlos ninety seven. I am a grown ass baby twenty six on every social media. I made it so that you can. That's a good. That's good marketing right there. If you can have one handle at Midwest Midcard on every social media, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, TikTok. Don't forget TikTok. Don't forget TikTok. Um. So yeah, thanks uh, for tuning in. Thanks for listening, watching, doing what you got to doing. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to uh, live, laugh, love, and wrestle, and we'll see you next week. Fuck, 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 shit, 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 ass, ass. Hopefully the recording recorded, recorded. <laughs>